0: Welcome to Fighting Fiction, I am your host, Eric, and joining me today is the leader of the JSC, the, the shining beacon of Starling City, Muhammad. It's not, none of that is correct. Oh right, you don't want to keep his, he wants to keep his secret identity a secret, I got you dog. Especially like the, the Starling City thing, it's oh. not. Oh, uh, Emerald City? Like, what? Crystal, uh, <laughs> Metropolis. <laughs> You're the Gotham, the Gotham Knight. No. Did you, did you lose your ability to like English? <laughs> I did, I did, I did. Uh, we got, we got, we got anything to talk about before we hop into our topic today? A ghostwriter. We, we, we read some ghostwriters for you guys. We didn't, like, uh. Technically, we kind of did, but it isn't really Ghost Rider. It's DC's Ghost Rider, DC. which is Curse of Brimstone. Because I don't know the difference. I can't. I can't tell the difference. Well, like, one <laughs> is a poorly conceived character, and the other <laughs> one's amazing. You're right. So Brimstone's a poorly conceived character. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I, I guess we we'll, like before we get into like you know okay so Dark Knight's metal we we did that episode on like you know that event with like War of the realms and they are like hey Scott Snyder's event is pretty big what if we bring in make some brand new super characters or heroes or bring some back so they're like the silencer and the terrifics which is actually still ongoing because. Jeff Lemire did a fantastic job with that, but, like, that's a, that's a, that's a thing for another day.
1: Which so is kind of funny, because the Terrifics aren't really, like, brand new, like, characters.
0: Well, they, Phantom Girl is, but everybody else isn't.
1: Like, um, yeah, like, it, it just, like, and it's an interesting, like, team-up, because, like, You never would have expected these characters to necessarily, like, get together and do stuff. It turned out really cool. Like, some of the new DC stuff, if I'm gonna be honest, like, some of it... It was
0: fantastic.
1: Some of it was really good.
0: Like... Some of it was kinda ah. Like, you remember the new challengers? They brought these guys back. Man. New challengers? Yeah, they were, uh... They were the Fantastic Four before the Fantastic Four, but nobody remembered them.
1: I, I don't know how that's
0: possible. Oh, yeah. They, what was it? I think it was like Jack Kirby broke, broke um, worked on them when he left Marvel the first time, before it was Marvel, and he was at D.C. creating, you know, a team of like four people who goes on adventures. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they were called the Challengers. And they lived on Challengers Mountain. That's
1: a terrible name for like your your your, your, your like base. Yeah, that's like,
0: terrible. <laughs> like so, yeah, yeah, like so. One of the things that came, like the new Challengers, expect you know people who are old enough to actually know what the challenges were, back in the 50s, were like, oh man, I'm still alive today. Actually, like had like no idea this was like a
1: thing. Uh, I had no idea. I'll, I'll give it this. This cover you, you're showing me actually looks pretty cool. Like, uh, I wish you guys could see it, but it's, it's a surprisingly cool-looking cover.
0: You also got Sideways. Sideways is another thing that came out of it. Yeah. Like, the thing is, I think Sideways
1: has the potential to be, like, really great. Like, he's got, like, a cool look. He's got, like, an okay, like, premise. It just they need to, like... Bless Be- out the character more and stop Be- focusing. Bendis, on,
0: like, Bendis, uh, we need you to write Ultimate Spider Man again. Look, <laughs>
1: like, I wouldn't mind that either. Like, it, it just anything over, like, whatever the heck the writer was doing
0: with Sideways. You can't forget the unknown. The unexpected. Yeah, you can't forget the unexpected. I forgot the unexpected. They were. Oh my god. They
1: were a thing too. What? Like, what even are... Like, are these, like, image characters
0: that, like, they bought? No, 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 no. I think it was either the Unexpected or another... I think it was another one that is one Jim Lee created. Can't forget Silencer. Silencer was one of them. Another one. I, I mean,
1: like, given them this, they were trying... Like, the person working on this is trying to create, like, this cool female... Punisher. Like, badass character and, like...
0: Female Punisher. He,
1: no, they're clearly trying to do something.
0: The damage. You got to get Hulk. Yeah, you got to have a Hulk, right?
1: D- damage did a little too much damage to my brain. Maybe trying we'll... to, re- trying oh, to oh, read. Through.
0: Oh, okay. Here it is. Here it is. Oh, uh, there's then this is Jim Lee book, The Immortal Men. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that one got canceled the fur. That was the canceled the fastest. It was. And just
1: assumed they were like Jim Lee. You, you can't write. Get out of here. Like you can't just like sit down or decide
0: to be a writer one day. And then you had our boy Curse of Brimstone. The Curse of Brimstone. Yes. And, like, and lastly, the, fi- the the reigning champion of this new age of superheroes, the Terrifics.
1: Yeah, like. I feel like the Terrifics and Curse of Brimstone are seemingly, like, the best things to come out of this. Like, Curse of Brimstone feels more like a Vertigo book, and, like, the Terrifics feels like, you know, it's kind of a darker Fantastic Four. And, you know, I don't think that's bad. Like, they're really cool characters, each of them. Uh, Curse of Brimstone, like, he's got this very very cool look that i like a lot like he's like this big old like fire demon
0: unlike the fire skull the flaming motorcycle
1: yeah like just the thing with ghost rider for me is like i've never heard anybody in the history of anything ever say man i love that ghost rider run (laughs) Like I've never heard that sentence like uttered like unironically.
0: Ninety five percent of our our listener base are Ghost Rider fans, and so how yeah. <laughs> like the, the... The, they're gonna those are fighting words. They're all most of our fan base is Marvel fans, so yes, but <laughs> I, like oh, right.
1: being a Marvel fan or DC fan doesn't justify like liking everything.
0: Ghost Rider man, what you mean? Ghost Rider is the coolest.
1: Thing is like i'll admit this i really like dc a lot but like i don't say like hey i love every single dc book because that would be goddamn madness like because the thing is with dc like the lab periods in their years were like it's really good certain writer certain like writers will be doing things in a really good direction things are going smooth and then a new writer will come in, the book will still sell fine, but not be good. Like, I, I don't know anybody who's, like, sit down and,
0: and is like, man, I love Ghost Rider. Man, a lot of people love Ghost Rider, dog. That's why his books never sell. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so we decided we were going to read, you know, Curse of Brimstone. Yes, we did. Which is, as we described, Ghost Rider, but for DC in this New Age of Heroes. And it was cancelled after 12 issues. Which is very saddening. On a cliffhanger. So you know it was cancelled after 12 issues. (laughs) Like, it's, uh... I'll just say what I honestly love
1: out of Curse of Brimstone right out of the gate. Um... I think the art's phenomenal but i also think the writing like obvious. really makes things It's, a,
0: it's inc- like inc- when i read incredible. the
1: dialogue it feels kind of kinetically connected like you're just like able to go from like text bubble to bubble and easily read it it's that type and of smooth that's...
0: man it's that type of smooth is
1: like it... Uh, it, it's one of those things where like it, it's really good for like younger readers especially who like, in their early 20s and want to get into comic books where they don't feel, like, intimidated by, like, huge amounts of, like, text. They can just read this and, like, like, wow, this is cool. Th-
0: that's what I think I, like, I really like about it is that uh, it's not dialogue. It's not paragraph, like, you know, paragraphs of, like, dialogue. It's, uh, like, everything is, like, short and sweet, like a normal conversation. Nobody's doing a monologue about why they deserve to be... Why? Why they deserve to do what they did, and like why everyone needs to be like? It's like you ever read like an old Marvel comic, right? They're just a monologue. They're just paragraphs of paragraphs of people talking. And, like who talks like this?
1: Yeah, like it's this very like, even now like if you look at like a lot of like books by guys like Bendis, he always seems to like do crazy amounts of like just dialogue.
0: There are more words than pictures. <laughs>
1: and it never really fully fits like it just always like really random almost filler dialogue and curse of brimstone it doesn't feel like there's any like real filler involved it's just like a simple story about like a couple a brother and sister trying to like undo something and i I think that's really great like it, it honestly felt like really refreshing to read especially after all of just a random stuff that's come out of the for like the past while um it feels like just this very good take with trying to create like something new while also trying to like be like hey this is our ghost rider like this is our version of that
0: you know what i also really like the setup between ghost rider like ghost rider setup is kind of crappy he's like my dad's dying or or depending which version of Ghost Rider you're talking about because if we read the 90s ghost rider is i think the main character that ghost rider he touches the hood cap of ghost riders motorcycle and then becomes ghost rider
1: yeah that was a weird one <laughs> like here it's like this actual like kind of scary thing that happens it, it, it's like he, he goes to meet this guy like all right like from what I remember, I think he was outside of the town briefly.
0: Okay, so his dad... So, okay, so here's the setup of how, how why this hits... Why, why is, like, the hook is very effective for the first issue. So we established that Curse of Brimstone said, like, okay, so Joe... His main character's name is Joe... Is living in this, like, town that used to be, like, I guess a mining town, right? Very, you know, mining towns when the, occult, when the, when the mines dry up all the businesses leave because they can no longer you know uh, like afford to support living there because the main like source of income is gone so everything begins to close and leave and like that's the thing about uh the town right it's dying it's on his last leg there's no escape as in like like from perspective of joe right because his sister is able to go is going to college right so she has a form of escape right but everybody else there they're going They're they're going to live they're going to live there probably die there because if they can't leave it now they're never gonna leave it at all and that's like the sad thing about it is that like was it joe said he needs gas money to go to interviews but doesn't have it because <laughs> his truck and like that's the setup and so like one so what money they have to pay like the bills the dad gives away to the neighbor because the neighbor you know was kind of short that month and that's the kind of town it's like you help your neighbor your neighbor helps you, that's the kind of thing, but the neighbor, like, ultimately the neighbor gets, like, you know, almost chopped his leg off doing, uh, cha- like, trying to cut a tree down, or something stupid with the chainsaw, who knows, right, and, like, Joe gets mad, and then he storms off, and that's when the devil appears, or basically what he is, the salesman, as they call it, and he's like, let's make a deal, and that's, that's Curse of Brimstone, there's, there's a deal made, like Ghost Rider, if you've seen the movie, the Nick, the Nick Cage movie.
1: it's like a way better deal than what they honestly did with ghost rider because like we we get some fleshed out motivations right away and we meet each of the characters involved like we meet a sister we meet him like he's this like you know he's this small town kid with a crappy car
0: right who wants to get out of there but but like there's the sheriff right We, we we get like everyone there we we see enough people to know there's the sheriff, there's the old lady who give Joe cookies, and Joe, like, you know, there's some dialogue between the two, right? We know that, like, Joe has a neighbor that's, like, good friends with his dad, so, like, probably, like, an uncle kind of relationship. like, it, it does really well with that, and, like, it's, it's it has why there's a weight to, like, the deal made, which was, Joe want to put the that town back on the map to create businesses again, which, you know, if you read a Ghost, if you know a Ghost Rider, That's not exactly how it goes. (laughs)
1: Um, I think it's, like, a really good way of doing it because, like, it's almost like a classic sort of story you would see in an old, like, horror novel. Like, an evil coming to a small town to, like, manipulate somebody or something. And it, it, like, works super well because, like, the tone of everything, like, really adds to, like, what the deal is. Um, plus, like, this honestly does feel more like a Vertigo book than it does a DC book for me. Because, like, they clearly say, hey, this is set in the DC universe, but they never, like, explicitly specify, like, everything.
0: Like, the only times you, you actually get involved with the DC universe is, like, oh, there's Metropolis. We, it's not Gotham. Nobody cares. Right? We get We get a visit from Dr. Fate. That was a strange one, right? Then we get a visit with Constantine in the Swamp Thing. That was that was pretty weird. Like, the thing is, I found the Dr. Fate fight
1: actually really good. Yep. Like, it, it was this sudden thing that came in out of nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, the way it was framed was solid. But also the ending to the fight, I think, really added to, like, Brimstone's sort of, like, mentality that he was going through at the time.
0: Doctor Fate like literally just wanted to help him, but he was like, nah man. I'm angry. And it's it's the really cool thing. So I I guess what sets it apart from say the Ghost Rider is Ghost Rider is the spirit of vengeance, so he hunts Nito down criminals and give him the penance there. Well ghost what is it? While Brimstone is a dude who goes around fighting other brimstone like monsters. Which is he's also kind of like
1: uh, brimstone is a little bit of a pyromaniac like every, e- like every time yep. like like e- every like fight almost he's just like well everything burns and it's like his like cat's race the heat is
0: on <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I, I totally want like brimstone to like come back in like a dc cartoon and for that to like become a thing like he's flying through the air with his fire air bullshit, uh, screaming about heat being on. Heat
0: is on. I, okay, so, okay, so, like, the setup, right? So, we have yeah, the idea, yeah, like, Brimstone becomes this fire demon-like thing, which is a really cool thing. And it's, like, it ties really well with his anger because... Oh, why I said, It's because the, what caused the deal is Joe is angry, right? He's angry with his situation, and he's, like, angry that he can't change it. It's like, he feels no control like in a sense you could like compare it to like a fire where you know you know the fire if you feed it it gets you know hotter and like you know wilder and like mm-hmm. that you can't really control a flame and, and, and like in the sense those like primal that's why you know it's like the perfect sense for brimstone like you know for joe because he's angry about his situation and like that lack of control that he can't because like every time he tries to make a change like you know try to leave his town it just you know always ends up backfiring him from, like, ugh, from, like, previous, from just a few bits of dialogue in that first two issues oh that introduced that town, which is really cool, and you don't really get that with, you know, uh, Ghost Rider. Yeah, or, like, with
1: a lot of characters, in all honesty, like, I, I just feel like this is, like, just Curse of Brimstone was, like, had this, like, really solid sort of setup for, like, the inevitable, like, sort of adventure Joe would go on, Really it's much an adventure as like I'm trying to undo with what, ha- what happened, but also like uh, It also stop these horrible brimstone monsters from like Screwing up my town. There is like one sort of genuine issue. I have with brimstone Like just one really genuine issue.
0: Okay. What, um, what is the dog? What, what is it? the dark knights metal connection oh oh okay okay so okay so the new age of heroes all spawn from the dark multiverse for some strange reason even silencer even though she's written in the form where she knows talia do we care no (laughs)
1: like i think that was just their way of like justifying what happened they were just like hey like it- it'll be great cuz we'll get like a bunch of new superheroes out of it and they tried it and it was like you you bastards like why would you try to like i guess Brimstone's connection kind of makes sense
0: but also sort of doesn't it, it it doesn't because it doesn't play with like okay so the problem with the new easy heroes terrifics included was that when Mr. Ter- like in the first story of Mr. Like in the terrifics, they go into the dark multiverse and it's like, it's like bunch of rocks and like alien plants and stuff like that. And you're like, this is not Gotham city or any kind of earth. Doesn't make any sense. Right. And then like, it's kind of hard to explain because the, I guess the main reason why the, you know, dark multiverse didn't, doesn't take off really is because it's just this idea of like there's no consistency with it because the Terrifics has this like this you know kind of messed up place with like rocks all over and like superpowers don't work there but then brimstone there's like entities and like dark gods and it's like when this happened right and it's like why would evil batman be stronger than these dark gods who knows but he's like, bad um... batman
1: i honestly feel like the salesman would have been better if he was just like a mysterious like stephen king like entity of some sorts some some came to this small town just to like manipulate this one guy's like emotions and then cause him to like go all insane like do like this really great job of like uh illustrating like how like powerful he could be with brimstone also, like how much it sort of helps him slip away from like who he is, like it's like uh, that Doctor Fate fight we mentioned. Dude, straight up like melts Doctor Fate's helmet. <laughs> like I remember. He, Go ahead. He grabs him by the face just and just starts melting. I remember. Like, oh.
0: <laughs> just kind of like, crazy. Like it's like th- this book is amazing it is right it's also like thematically really strong too because it all ties into like you know deep down you can tie it into like anger you know like you know you can if you let it eat away at you it just you know becomes uncontrollable which about later half of the book well the, you know the 12 issue series it becomes it brimstone's fires you know becomes a bit uncontrollable and he starts the villains get what they want they bring in ignition or... Incendiary? I forgot the main baddie... Like, the final villain's name. The blue, the blue fire dude. Uh, yeah, I forgot his name, too. But... Like. It's really cool. So... Uh, like... The, the, it it works. right? Okay, so, like, that works, right? It has, it has strong themes. Rimstone was this, you know, kind of road trip kind of story of trying to undo what the salesman did. Ultimately, you know, the Ghost Rider thing where ghostwriter wants to undo the deal that they did made well he made right so he's hunt down mephisto it's the exact same setup but they're going you know town to town and fight some monster and you know get clues where the salesman is but yeah
1: it's uh go ahead it's got this like very simple sort of structure but also like doesn't let itself be like completely held down by that structure It's like each new monster to go to fight. Like it's always pretty cool, but there's also like other stuff that comes along to actually progress the story. Doesn't feel like there's straight up like filler going on. It feels like things are like moving, and there's always new stuff added in, and it helps make the story a lot more interesting.
0: Uh, I like one big thing is like the themes that each like big encounter has. Like the 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 what is it the flap jaw yeah flap jaw the little kid with the TVs yeah I really like that one because it all stems from this one child right who you can you, you can automatically assume that his parents are getting a divorce and he's facing the reality that he's going to have to get older and you know become that and the salesman takes advantage of that idea with you know that you know desire to not grow up and maintain that child youth where he's happy both his parents are together and not having to force to go through a divorce and that happens it ends up turning the kids all the kids in town becomes murderers and murder their parents so they never grow up like yeah it's this
1: very like interesting sort of thing because like it, it sort of indicates this big idea of the salesman going around and taking advantage of people's like emotions like he goes to like really angry or like sad people and it is just like um, hey, like, you 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 want to be like not sad anymore, and then it's like, and and then just basically manipulates them into becoming some sort of horrible monster for him. It's
0: a lot uh, like the Gray Man.
1: <laughs> like, uh, one of the things I really like about Joe's character is like, his like Ghost Rider thing actually like morally affects him, because basically they say like he meets this guy earlier on in the story who's like enoch hey (laughs) like hey hey like listen like the more you turn into brimstone the more you like lose yourself like the more less human you'll become and then he's like oh sted and then he has to continually turn into brimstone the entire
0: time because if he doesn't, he's not going to be able to face any of it. You can't fight. They can't, you can't fight scary demons if you don't got a scary demon for yourself.
1: <laughs> it's not to take anything away from his sister. Like, he's insane. See, he, he, like suits like demons with like with regular guns,
0: and they don't do any damage. But she tries. It's like, oh, we hit him with a car, and I really like this. Like, so that's the thing we talked let's talk we talked about joe right and how but let's talk about annie because we i I guess you know annie's like his twin sister which is yes which is really that's really cool too because you know you get like the super twins or something like that right but this dynamic works a little different because as it it plays off each other because they're not lame yeah they're not lame but like his sister is going to college right yeah she you know she's the opposite of joe in a sense right she doesn't have any anger she's more mellow she's like what is it in the first issue we see the basic difference between the two right where joe gets mad about his father's decision Uh, annie decides that she's just like we just need to work a little hard i i could work more hours so that you know this doesn't change
1: yeah it's this like very like interesting dynamic because of that they're, op- um, they're
0: opposites. One lets Anger control them, and the other one's like, you gotta let it go. And she, she does get, like,
1: real angry later on, though. Yep. Uh, like, they, like with them, it's like, uh, like, I'm glad that dynamic was so good and that she wasn't just along for the ride. I always hate when, like, they introduce a character and, like, they just feel along for the ride and we never actually see any genuine development with them you're, or with like you're my the relationship they have with the character
0: you're my psychic dog
1: <laughs> and that's just i always found that just really lame and here he's able like the writer was just able to convey something like really clear and most of like the actual like monsters they fight i honestly find like really cool at certain points like, I honestly find some of them to
0: just be, like, really interesting. I, they, their designs are all pretty freaking cool. I think the weakest one is probably Brimstone's design. Because he's just, you know, a charcoal monster with fire coming out of his body. I
1: think that's just a mostly display something, like, kind of, like, simple with him.
0: The flames. Like, he's,
1: like, a gigantic, like, burning rock. And... I think that's just meant to display like what Joe is feeling on the inside most of the time Like I I don't know like it it is like a very like simplified design compared to everything else
0: compared to Ghost Rider And this like leather jacket you gotta have that look And Ghost
1: Rider is just like (laughs) ridiculous I mean, I don't even get how he fully like lives Uh, Okay, so like I get it. He's supposed to be a demon or whatever. You're telling me this entire, like, this dude's entire body turns into a skeleton? We don't, and don't question it. Just he's left. able to just ride around on a motorcycle. My brother's been taking motorcycle classes.
0: Those things are heavy. <laughs> the skeleton, man, the skeletons are heavy, dog. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Not heavy enough. So... Especially br- without his skin. Brimstone is, was cancelled, right? You know, well, I guess we'll talk about the cliffhanger, and then we'll talk about, like, maybe why it got canceled. So, it's it's a fantastic book, right? You go read it if you get the like, chance. Go, go buy the like, trade paperback or deluxe hardcover. There's no deluxe hardcover because Brimstone isn't popular enough. Besides the point, right? Go go go, go buy it, right? And then, then, like, you know, come back and, like, listen to the rest of this. But there's this big cliffhanger at the end of, like, Curse of Brimstone. Where, you, f- where they basically beat the bad guy, you know, save the day, get rid of all the salesmen, rushed, rushed ending because we're getting canceled in like two issues, so wrap it up, boys, right? And Annie becomes Brimstone, and that's the end of it. And you're like, oh, you're like what? And like it just ends. And, like, it's kind of kind of sad. This vertical book, in the DC, with the DC title on it, got canceled.
1: Yeah, I think the saddest part of it was, like, Brimstone was, like, a genuinely, like, really cool character that, like, came out of something that, like, could have potentially fully failed, but didn't. Like, the thing is, this new DC hero idea, I think, is a really, really good idea, but they just didn't really have any focus on what they were making. They were just like, ah, we'll string together, whatever. Like, and, you know, like, a few writers came in with some good ideas, and then a few writers came in with some, like, really weird
0: ideas. Damage, man, let's bring damage back.
1: Like, oh, why don't
0: we have a Hulk-type dude? (laughs) Um, I, I, you're right, like, okay, I like two of these, I like, what, Curse of Bramstone and Terrifics were my favorite of these New Age heroes, and only the Terrifics is still going on right now. Probably till not last time I read it, it wasn't as good as when Jeff Lemire was writing it.
1: But that's like Jeff Lemire is the original guy, like, he, he probably was just like there and like he came in and then was like, I'm gonna just write this like really cool like visit of mine, and then he does and then gets taken off, and then because of that, he's just like, Oh, I'm gonna go write Black Hammer and just make all my success off that
0: black and ham- more black hammer
1: pretty soon he's gonna be swimming in like that black hammer cast once like amc runs out of tv so
0: no it's gonna be a netflix deal dog i don't know what you mean but okay so part of the reason why i think it was canceled like but like you said no focus was that as it's like how do i put this it wasn't i don't think it was competing with anything of the time You're like Batman, it wasn't, probably wasn't like, oh, it's not doing more than Batman. It wasn't doing more than, like, you know, Batgirl or, or the other main characters. Just, you know, it wasn't as popular. And it was like, that's kind of the thing, because that, it, it was probably, you know, the best, but one of the best books that was coming out of DC at the time, but not that many people reading it, because, like, oh, because, let's face it, they're all just knockoffs, so, like, what Marvel has, like, the Terrifics is clearly, you know, the fantastic four sideways is spider-man brimstone is just the ghost rider right and you're like dc fans don't you know really read well if you read dc you don't really want to read dc for ghost rider you want to read dc for like you know green lantern or something not you know flaming monster going around fighting other monsters
1: i think like an important aspect of this too is like I think it's probably, like, a mixture of that, but also, like, just fear. Like, the thing is, like, DC hasn't really created, like, new full-on characters and like, a good sort of while. Unless you're, like, a writer who's, like, risen up, like, the ranks a bit and, like, created something in your run. Like, it never, like, really is, like, going to be its, like, own book. Like godspeed isn't gonna get his own book like none of these characters unless your name is scott snyder are gonna get their own book but like also like it's this thing of like i think they were kind of timid when they went about like trying this like i think somebody in some boardroom somewhere proposed like hey hey listen all right like let's use this dark knight's metal bullshit or whatever the hell it is to create like a bunch of like new characters with like like writers and stuff like right, we could use some old ones maybe like we could like we, we could bring in a couple of new ones like we'll, we'll we'll like wow them like we'll make some marvel ripoffs that are like <laughs> that are there and like i assume the guy who was working on curse of brimstone didn't want to just make a ghostwriter ripoff he, he wanted to make like an actual good book so like he worked as hard as he cut on it. And then, yeah, he, he did it. He created like a really good book. And I, I think like it was like something that like people really liked, but it wasn't like a wide like thing that like sold everywhere. Thing is, comics are like a very like tough and small industry where it's almost resistant to like chains. And because of that, we end up like. Not really seeing Curse of Brimstone like surface like any big sort of places because, like, the thing is, it's not that people wouldn't want to buy it, it's just that people like might not really full on know about it. Like, and I think because of that, we end up like sort of getting these like sort of sudden cancellations because I don't know, these like some DC business guys is probably like. All right, this like this experiment's sucking now. We, we ain't doing this, like we we can't do this. We
0: can't. We're not making any money. <laughs> like, like 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 this is this is a bad idea.
1: Like we're never making new characters again.
0: Unless uh, unless they're tied into Batman, they will make as many new characters as Batman needs to fight.
1: Unless like freaking Scott Snyder comes up with an idea, then we're not doing. it. The Joker has
0: a new girlfriend. What?
1: <laughs> yeah, we have punchlines terrible, but that's another talk.
0: Oh man, I, I like me some punchline, dog. No, <laughs> no. But the thing about I guess you know I really enjoyed Brimstone. Minus the two, the last two issues because the art they changed artists, which I was like, oh. But uh, this, you know, you talk about Vertigo, right? We talk about the death of Vertigo, which you know that happened was it when we started this podcast you know vertigo died and i feel like if they had brimstone and vertigo it'd probably be really good because it feels like a vertical vertical book you know take out the dark multiverse kind of aspect in it and you know what it probably would have kept vertigo alive
1: yeah possibly like if they saw some like new blood making a new book like it wouldn't be so bad uh, who knows maybe it could have encouraged like a bunch more else in vertigo, but like seemingly like things just sort of happened a lot differently. thing is I'd never be opposed to like DC creating like new characters. It just I want them to put good people on it who really know what they're doing. like the thing is I like my current characters I do like I like Superman, I like Batman. I like Wonder Woman. Like, definitely like them. Just I wouldn't mind, like, other characters showing up. Like, like, Brimstone, or like, The Terrifics. Or
0: even, like, Sideways, if he is written correctly. Bendis, we need you. (laughs) Bendis is like, I got you. Writes Curse of Brimstone. And you're like, oh, oh no. It's like, not what we meant. We we need you to write, we need you to write Ultimate Spider-Man. And he's like, I got you and he writes ultimate spider-man with the curse of brimstone <laughs> that would be that'd be terrible it
1: would because cursed of brimstone's meant to be like kind of this darker aspect of the dc universe
0: it it plays with something that you don't see in the dc universe right and the, i guess this would be like the fun like the no i said like the last segue we we're going to but it's a. Uh, th- th- like the, we talk about the DC universe and like the best stories are always the like the, the ones that are very hopeful. Right. And because that's DC's tone is like kind of hope through, you know, the, the deepest, you know, sadness. It's like, that's DC. And in a way that's kind of br- brimstone is that what if you, ki- what, what if, you know, your despair is, un- is an uncontrollable monster. Right. Or your anger is an uncontrollable monster. How do you, is like, you know, coping with that. It's, it's something that you know like you know we get They don't really fight magic unless you know hellblazer but even then you know who reads hellblazer no mm. nobody <laughs> like like the five people who talk about you know why garth ennis is like hellblazer is the best one of all and you're like yeah the, the <laughs> but... <laughs>
1: hipster who, like uh the hipster who sits in your comic book shop mm. like
0: just sits there doesn't buy anything and but he's like, and it's just like you haven't read Hellraiser, dude. He's like, you didn't read Garth. Ren- you didn't have read Garth Ennis's run of Constant like Hellblazer. You are like, no, no, I haven't. He's like, man, what are you talking <laughs> about? Are you speaking English? No, I'm not. <laughs> Garth, like Garth, en- right? But Garth Ennis is like Hellblazer, right? But like that's the thing, was that I guess it's you know that side of DC that isn't popular to begin with, because. Like, it's kind of hard to explain because, you know, John Constantine is a big character, but he's not a big character. Like, Swamp Thing's bigger than him. And, but more people, you know, more people talk about John Constantine, but they've never actually read a Hellblazer book in their life.
1: Yeah. The thing is, I've only ever read, like, one Hellblazer book in, like, high school. And the thing was, this is just because, like, uh, nearby my high school growing up, Uh, There we used to be this library and Within the library you could pick up like you could sign out so much manga and like comic books that's literally all I would sign out because like I was super obsessed with comic books at the time and I wanted to learn how to like write and make them and I basically ended up picking up like a Hellblazer book and you know like I remember like thinking it was pretty cool I thought certain aspects were kind of like boring, is. And I think that's because it was just an older, like, book. Like, but like, ultimately, like, it it was this, like, really cool, like, experience. And one of the things I liked about it genuinely was John Constantine, because he's a very interesting character who I, honest to God, wish would get some better representation than Keanu Reeves. And a guy who acts really good as Constantine but gets put in the crap
0: you know his ABC show was pulling that had the most views of all DC shows the the, oh. the Constantine show that was on ABC right had like four had the most views than any other like you know had more views in the flash more watchers like assistant watchers than the flash that's that's
1: insane like that's pretty insane like i just imagine cw is just sat back there
0: like oh we can't have this now right it, <laughs> like i'm thinking like i was one of those people i never read i never read a hellblazer book in my life and i'm like how what i know about constantine
1: <laughs> thing is like constantine's like an easy character to sort of gather knowledge of yep like he, he, he's this very like Okay, so we got this guy. He's kind of a bit of a prick. Like, not like a full on just ass, but kind of just a massive prick. Like, he's got, like, a weird business going on. He doesn't look like he sours ever. He got the, tr- <laughs>
0: he got the trench coat and the cigarette all the time.
1: Like, he's, he's like a PI. Like, he's like some sort of,
0: like, devil PI. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. And it's really cool, but, like, it, it it's that factor that it you know his comics aren't as cool and not to say like you know they're not you know they're not good reads they're probably great reads but like it's not as cool as like say it's let me rephrase it right so like Constantine is like from from the show why people like that show because it was like the slow methodical like you know slow pace like slow kind of burn of like adventure like you know we go here to here to here and solve, like, demon case after demon case, right? And it's like, you know, if it, you know, had a better, like, cinematography, well, like, cinematographer, then it'd probably, you know, be shot in a noir-like style, where, like, you know, deep shadows and stuff like that, right? But it wasn't. It had, you know, bright, lighter colors, right? You know, the comic always, you know, don't look like that. <laughs> yeah, like, it, just
1: imagine transitioning over to, like, the Constantine TV show, and then, like, X-Blazer would just be like a gigantic like just sort of difference because they're both clearly made differently like the thing is like I think the people who wanted to make the Constantine so, or like the people who were making it had like an idea of what they wanted to do with John Constantine and then you know the sew would ultimately kind of get cancelled because like you know I, I just imagine like Ratings, like ratings, were probably fine. It just CW came in like, like a, some sort of mafia and demanded it to be like, canceled.
0: They were just like, no, nah, we can't have this going on. You better like you your your show does better views than my Flash. Not fair. <laughs> and then DC Universe comes along and then they're all like, God damn it. Um. So we going back to Cri- Brimstone, right? Do, is there? Do you think there's a future? Like I think there's a feature for Brimstone, or a possible future for Brimstone, and like. Oh, I think so too. Like maybe 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 Scott Snyder is gonna one day randomly come across a Brimstone book. He's gonna read it. He's gonna, like, this is fucking cool. And he's like, I want to write Curse of Brimstone, and they're gonna let him do it. <laughs>
1: and he might like stay around for a bit. Like, there's a good chance, like, he'll probably stay around for a bit or get, like, revived somewhat.
0: Or... And or no, I don't think that's too bad. Or they could. They could. You know, HBO Max is now a thing, right? Where they're pla- where they're planning on putting, you know... Ma- they moved Doom Patrol over to HBO Max, so now it's no longer off the DC streaming service. Oh, I'm so excited. Right, so now there's, a cho- like, you know, bigger budgets. And they're saying they'll make Justice League Dark. On there, so there's a chance that Brimstone probably be on Justice League Dark, and he'd be like a great fit there too. Like he'll probably be really good, especially with like an actual budget involved, right? And like I think that's like the upside of it, because he's a fantastic character, right? With a fantastic run, that you know probably de- that deserved more issues than what it got for whatever story it was trying to tell. But you know, there's all there's a possi- there's a bunch of possibilities that he can all, all you know survive outside of the comics that he comes from like constantine basically is more popular than his comic books are
1: yeah it's this thing of like uh i feel like with time like we'll see like brimstone again in some form like maybe he gets like a adapt like maybe he gets on hbo max uh like on justice league dark maybe he gets a spin-off who really knows like maybe he gets like <laughs> maybe uh, some writer who's big in DC someday you'll see like Brimstone or like some sort of comic and then they'll be like man I want to bring that character back and, and probably the 50th DC, DC reboot
0: <laughs> I think they're going to stop doing the reboots after like D- Dark Knight's Metal or Death Metal like just imagine afterwards they're going to be like "like
1: Jeff, Jeff get in here we <laughs> messed up Uh, Scott,
0: uh, Scott broke the universe again
1: it's like, oh, you guys always calling me for your
0: universe breaks. Um, <laughs> we, we will talk about death metal when it's finished in, like, 30 years. Oh, dear God. I don't I'm, I'm not going to be alive that long. <laughs> we, we we will see... The end of the universe will happen and death metal will still be going on. Because that's how big that concert is.
1: Yeah. thing is, like, with the stuff, like, um... You know, one of my personal dreams is to, like, one day actually possibly work at DC. And I have no idea if that'll come true or not. Like, I'm, I'm working hard on, like, a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Like, I, I promise I am.
0: Don't but, worry. Like, we'll plug it later. We'll plug it in. We'll plug like, it we'll, like, we'll put a plug in.
1: Like, it's eventually, just not right away, because I'm still, like, figuring out, like, a lot of different stuff. Uh, but like, uh, like, you know, I one day hope to actually, like, work at DC. I hope they don't listen to this podcast and be like, this guy, this guy hates Brian Michael Bendis. <laughs> like, what? we so paid hate him so much. We paid
0: a lot of money for Bendis and he doesn't
1: like him. Like, he criticized us for cancelling Curse of Brimstone. What a, like,
0: what an absolute, like, why would we hire him? You guys cancel a lot of good things. <laughs> Um, but you have any final thoughts?
1: Um, I guess my final thoughts on this are that, like, I think it'd be okay for DC or Marvel to, like, attempt the idea of, like, new characters. But, like, the thing with the new characters is they have to come from, like, a genuine place of, like, wanting to actually make this character, like, actually just work. Like, the guy who wrote Curse of Brimstone clearly wanted to make Brimstone. He wanted to make it as good as he could. And I I guess that's the difference with, like, a lot of these books is, like, you know, and I I think there's also this idea of, like, they need to, like, figure out, like, what exactly the goal is with these new characters. Because I don't think they ever fully thought it out. I just think that they saw metal. They were, like, Oh, hey let's use this to like do something and then they did and it was a bad idea <laughs> like like in a few different ways curse of brimstone obviously really great like I think it's phenomenal like it, it's one of like my favorite DC books I've read in the past few years uh, and like it, it's like a very intriguing sort of concept Uh, especially within the DC universe. It's just that, like, it was poorly introduced to, like, people. It was tossed out of nowhere. And, like, because of that, like, I think there's, like, worry about, like, creating, like, new sort of characters, especially for, like, Marvel and DC. Because, like, the thing is, I I think the ideas are, like, really hit and miss. I I think something like Brimstone definitely hits. Something like sideways, though,
0: bit of a miss. Damage, a little bit
1: of a miss.
0: Bendis, ultimate Spider-Man was sideways. I might tweet that. To, I might tweet that at him, like, "Hey, can you ultimate Spider-Man sideways?" <laughs> I, I wonder what he would say. He's like, "You know, what? I think I can." Um, I don't really have any final thoughts. I I think that more people should read Brim, Brimstone, and maybe it'd be probably bring more interest to it I, I do think new characters tend to die out because they'll tend to die in the face of monsters like spider-man or like batman and superman because people I, go ahead
1: I, like i don't think it's that necessarily they die because of that i think it's more to do with like a lot of like other factors such as marketing uh like the actual character concept, promotion in general, like just so many different aspects. And I think because of that, there's also this like fear and anxiety they have over like if this character will work. So, like, it might like work really well. It just, they'll get like scared halfway into it and just be like, oh my god, like, let's just cancel it. And I-, I think it's just like the idea of like, risking something like that is just like very scary toward them because like the thing is the comic book industry it's an industry but it's a small one like even something as big as marvel or dc is very capable of like losing money to like an idea that might have had genuine intentions but ultimately sort of cost them It's not that I'm saying they should not make new characters. What I think they should honestly do is have consideration for what they, like, are really making and who they are putting on it. Like, I feel like Curse of Brimstone would have, like, been fine if it was promoted in a certain light. And if, like, it was available a bunch of places, or available through even Vertigo, if that was still might have been alive but those are just like what ifs really happened it's curse of brimstone got cancelled because like well it just didn't like fully do well as compared to the other series people are buying thing is it wasn't like it didn't seem like it was that widely promoted it just seemed to seemingly was promoted as like hey this is connected to metal
0: everything connected
1: to metal then that's terrible terrible way of promoting something saying hey this is connected to this like this event that people seemingly care about but a good amount of people don't <laughs> like I've, I've talked to like a bunch of different people about like Dark Knight's Metal and the reactions are always like really mixed like wh- one of my best friends is like a huge huge batman fan like just massive and like he read metal and like the thing is he was into some scott snyder stuff and he read it and then he's like wow that's really dumb and crap and that's like saying a lot especially for like this and i think like part of the reason like something like curse of brimstone would fail would be because like people like didn't really fully know what it was right away like they weren't sure what this actual book was i feel like they sort of just promoted it as like we are introducing like new characters and we're gonna try to like do more and i don't think it's necessarily about the characters like fully crossing them under their feet i think it's just more of an issue of like uh Like risks are very hard to take there's always like a lot of intervals involved and a lot of like different dynamics and because of that we end up like not really getting like a not lot of new characters because like there's just an issue of like well what do like how do we like do this without like losing money and yeah like the thing is like I hope that uh, one day new characters will be created, definitely. Yeah. Like, I have, like, some level of hope for that. But also, like, not right away, right now, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think Peter Parker is suddenly going to get, like, replaced again. By Miles Morales. Oh. <laughs> you actually, actually be fine with Miles. It just he took
0: some time to grow. It just, you know, one wants to, one wants to do anything with Miles. But we're gonna end it here for now and you know what? maybe we'll come back and talk about new characters another time yeah after we talk about Stargirl again oh no again <laughs> oh Stargirl um Mohamed, where can we find you um you can find me only on Twitter at 20,000 Con and you can find me only on Twitter at Eric Twitter Eric Mogella Twitter I said Twitter too many times uh, thanks for listening all the way to the end. Hope to see you guys next time where we talk about Batman and the killing joke. Okay, yeah, that
1: was.